Each season, Guys Telling Stories seeks out fascinating people with a good story to tell. I'm Bill Easton. The man next to me is my co-host, Rich Douglas. We are a couple of guys who always love a good story. Join us on our quest to find fascinating people with a good story to tell. This is Guys Telling Stories. Great to be back with you here, Bill. Hey, Rich. It's time for a road trip. You ready? I'm ready. I love road trips. Road I know. Trip. It's been a while since we visited a, a new brewery, <laughs> and we're uh, we're headed to upstate New York. <laughs> I feel we should just go to breweries and record podcasts for a living. Well, have you ever been to this small town of Avon, New York? I don't think so. I've heard of it, though. I have, too. It's right outside of Rochester, um, right outside of where I went to college, Geneseo. And our amazing guest today, Paul Grenier, is CEO and co-brewer at Mortalis Brewing Company. Cool. Yeah. Have you heard about them? I've heard about them a little bit. I know that they're new. They're hot right now. They're hot. They're doing hot. They're they're on fire. What's what's special about Paul and the crew at Mortalis is they just they recently opened uh, less than a year ago. But Mm -hmm. um, when we travel, Bill, we always look up uh, breweries and all the all the apps and all the websites so that we we can kind of be a little picky when we're trying to uh, you know make a stop or two and we only have a limited amount of time. There's 30 breweries here in Buffalo now, so if someone's coming to visit for a weekend, you can't go to all 30. You you really can. Sometimes you got to drive a little while to get to ones that are ranked a little bit higher. And so what's impressive about uh, about these guys is that we're talking, they're in the upper 1% of all breweries on, on, on the beer apps and the beer websites. And like I said, they've only been open less than a year. Yeah, that's hard to do. Now, we've talked to lots of breweries, super mm-hmm. successful ones, some of the largest ones uh, in the country, and no one's experienced this type of success this quickly. Let's go figure out why. Yeah, exactly. That's where our guest comes in, Paul Grenier. He's founder, co-founder of Mortalis Brewing Company, CEO, co-brewer, and uh, somehow he, he started something that caught fire right away. And this just doesn't normally happen. I mean, Bill, there are literally lines of people waiting outside in the early morning hours, in the cold, just to buy beer from Paul and his crew. How are we going to get in? <laughs> They're expecting us. Okay, good. So yeah, we we uh, we we have an in, as they say. <laughs> and so what I want to find out is how they went from home brewer to uh, they did a successful Kickstarter campaign. Then they created, built, and opened this brewery. So, like you said, uh, we got to find out how they turned this this idea into a reality and became a success so fast. Sweet road trip. All right, let's pack this stuff up. Let's head to the brewery. All right, Bill, we're at the brewery. We made it. Road trip. I know. And Paul, uh, welcome to the show. And Thanks, guys. Uh, who's this guy here next to you? Uh, this is uh, one of my partners, Dave Lukenbach. How's it going? Hey, Dave, welcome to Guys Telling Stories. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we're here in the brewery. Thanks for letting us in a little bit early. And I'm looking at the place, and it is beautiful. Um, it looks like you got some room to expand next door. We can get into that later. But um, <laughs> before we get too far into it, where's the best place for people listening to go online to find out a little bit more about you guys and what you're doing here? Uh, everything is on our uh, social media, Facebook, um, Instagram, and we have our website. So, Well, you know what, guys? We, uh, we always like to sort of break the ice a little bit with uh, some stories. And, and, and the life of a brewer is, is not always that glamorous. You guys got anything fun for us? Well, Dave has a good one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're doing our first event at Homegrown Ocho and Henrietta at Love and Cup, and uh, we're a second session, so we're getting ready to tap our kegs. And now that now that event uh, event's pretty important to us, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh, our other brewer, and myself have won it, and well, we beat Paul a couple of times. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have. A couple won of it. Reds there. <laughs> yeah, so, so they, the Home Brewers Cup, basically, that uh, FCBA puts on. Um, so that that event definitely very important to us, very special to us. Sort of where we got a little bit of our notoriety, I guess, um, from. 
from doing that competition. So you're walking in with your heads held high. Everyone's oh, like, oh, they're, oh, oh yeah. there's the former champs. <laughs> about to take the about to take the belt again. Absolutely. So so we're 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 go to tap our kegs and we have ball out conversions on our Sankey taps so that we can, you know, carry everything easily. We'll put a picture online for those of you that don't know what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. They're easy to find. Amazon has them. Super, super and, quick. Uh, one, of, yeah. one of our poppets was stuck, so I'm, I'm just tapping it and I don't have anything connected to it and fruit just starts shooting me in the eye. And there's like 200 <laughs> people standing in front of us just waiting for us they, to they tap our kegs. They all have glasses out. They're literally, and, yeah. like, it's, it's absolutely nuts. Cameras are going crazy. It was Oh, yeah. It Everybody's turning, pulling it out. Pull oh. out their cameras. Start taking photos of Dave. Half the people are, like, thinking to themselves, is, is it rude to just ask for a little little taste right now? <laughs> <laughs> He'll lick my face. <laughs> Oh, the life of a brewer. Lick my face. That sounds like a good brewer, uh, yeah. good beer name. Soon but we didn't get it fixed. We only ended up pouring off three taps. But we were still done in an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, out of a three-hour session. So. Well, that's what we were saying in the intro. These guys are one of the most popular breweries around right now. Um, when we looked on all the Untapped and all the brewery websites, I mean, you're in the upper one percent. We first heard about you when we were down on a vacation, and people were mentioning you like in the Caribbean, and it's like really start to search this up and you guys you know top 20 in the world right now top, top 30 i think yeah it is, yeah um, but still even even to be up in that echelon i think they list uh the top 50 breweries in the world on untapped so mm-hmm. even to be considered even close to that we was uh, beyond our expectations that's amazing that's awesome it's so close to our home too i know this is a fun little road trip for us so well you know we want to hear about you guys how you started the brewery but we're hoping you could take us back to the beginning a little bit oh. you know like uh <laughs> you know before we get too far into it where uh like where'd you guys grow up what were you doing before brewing I grew up in Caledonia, right down the street here. Uh, I was in construction, you know, just carpentry work, windows, solar. I worked in kitchens. I've done, you name it, I've done it. Yeah, it's going to come in handy building out a brewery. (laughs) How about you, Paul? Uh, I'm a uh, project manager um, for a retail establishment. I'm actually still doing some of that stuff right now. So uh, Josh and Dave are are working for Mortalis full time now, but uh, I'll probably be the last to go ever uh but it's okay because i like my job um and uh i live in uh, rochester new york and been there for for the duration so what brought you guys into the uh the beer game the brewery <laughs> well we were sitting around at our in-laws house one thanksgiving just drinking beer and shooting the shit like you know guys do and we decided well hey we could probably make this uh, so by new year's day we were drinking more beer and trying to brew yeah. That's it. That's simple. That's well, it. sort of, <laughs> I should say. I mean, the first batch that we ever brewed, we didn't crush our grain. Oh, boy. So you guys, like, you knew what you were doing, but you didn't know what you were doing. But listen, let me yeah. tell you, we had some old schools that day oh, from Dogfish yeah. Head, and uh, it was, uh, it didn't really matter what we were doing at the time. It was just matters that we were having a good time doing it. So we, we, we didn't crush our grain on the very first time, which... Uh, we still have that bottle uh, to date, <laughs> and then we brewed the beer, and it didn't ferment. It fermented out to like maybe one percent alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we laughed about it and said, "Okay, let's actually sit down and figure out how to do this." Because Dave had done some brewing solo um, prior to this, um, just with some some kit stuff, right, Dave? Year, yeah, years yeah. ago in my teens. Um, and then he sort of he sort of got me involved with it, and it's amazing how quickly it um, starts from a hobby to uh, a love, to a passion, to an addiction so at that point. I see that. You, so you didn't crush the grain in the beginning, and yeah. now I see someone over there 
uh, using a <laughs> knife to peel open. Yes, we, we cut all of our grain open individually with <laughs> yes. a knife back there. Uh, Josh is actually hand scraping uh, vanilla beans uh, back there for a beer that we're doing right now. Um, to milkshake IPA, which are very popular these days. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I've been there, and probably a lot of the listeners have too, where you, you make that first beer and it explodes in your closet. Or, like you said, you taste it and you want it to be 6 7%. It's like 3 and you go, <laughs> this just cost me like 60 bucks, and it took a month. This, right. yeah. And now i got to wash these bottles out and start over? <laughs> oh, the, so we, we did, we did an, the very next batch we did uh, was a kit to try it out and say, okay, let's try to make some good beer. And we bottled it. And it came out phenomenal, um, really great Belgian triple. Uh, but the bottling process was horrible. So at that point, we just basically took all our poker chips, pushed them in, and said, we are never bottling beer again. And within uh, two weeks, we had a keyser built. We had four or five taps on. We had all kinds of kegs. All the kegs are right up there on our oh, yeah, they actually, deck behind they, the crawlers. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Got about 10 of them. It sounds like a smart investment because, yeah, the bottling oh, and then you're nightmare. cleaning and you're trying to reuse them. It, it just becomes too much. You're it giving it tough. away to friends. You know, it's sure. easier to give them a cup of beer and than it is to give them a bottle. And then yeah. It, yeah. My friend gave us some beer, and, and the first thing he said was, make sure I get these bottles back. Well, we, we love... We <laughs> love have been right. Right. Yeah, we love not carbonating in the bottle because that can get really sketchy. Um, our first batch turned out good, but, like, carbonating in the bottle was, uh, you know, I'd rather carbonate with CO2, mm-hmm. and you're going to get a much better product, I think, because you can control it all. And you can always bottle off of that if you want to, yeah, which we definitely know about. So it sounds like it went from this hobby, and then now you're, you're growing into where you're actually buying real equipment. And you're obviously still working yeah. uh, your other jobs, so, yep. um, which you're still doing. But what about right. what your families think and uh, close friends when you're just starting to be like, hey, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try to do this for real uh, and, and maybe a little less of my real job that I rely on. Did you have any, any hiccups telling them that or, or moving forward from there? Uh, well, our family was pretty supportive and our friends were, were great, but we didn't really care, so to speak, what they thought. We wanted to know what everybody else thought before right. we were going to go all in on a brewery. We wanted to get it out to you know, just random strangers. So Paul did a pretty uh, aggressive public marketing campaign where he just meet people and give them beer. You guys are familiar with Red Bull, basically, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Red, Red Bull did the same thing, sort of. I mean, we're, 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 not, we're not reinventing the wheel there. Those guys are insane viral marketers, and they gave all their product away for free. So what we would do is we would just brew our, our, our asses off and bottle everything that we brewed and literally give them out to people for free. Uh, we would drive all over, all, over the, uh, you know, all over the city area, suburbs, hand them a single bottle, maybe two bottles, and all we would ask for is that they give us some honest feedback in return, and they did just that. And it sort of exploded a little bit from there. And then uh, a contest sort of came along um, with the brew in Livingston. And that, uh, that definitely was the slingshot I think we needed to, uh, to get where we are right now. I mean, Dave sort of discovered the contest and then uh, was filling out the application for it, and I was like, uh, do we do this, you know? Uh, <laughs> it started off as like a joke. Yeah, it did. Absolutely, it did. Um, and then we, we sort of went from there. It was a, it was a long, drawn-out contest, basically, of basically like six months really? to select a winner, and it was nationwide. And uh, the, the prize was a little bit of startup money, uh, grant-wise, and then a, a low-interest-rate loan if you open a brewery in Livingston County. What kind of beer was it? It was a business plan uh, competition. No beer required. Oh, 
Oh, oh so this was this a, okay. A, okay. But I'm following you. even better. See, you know what's funny is that, like you, you were bold enough to go out on the streets and say, "Hey guys, give me some honest feedback." And and sometimes you're going to hear things you don't like to hear. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. a lot at that same time, you're working probably a couple other jobs just to meet, make ends meet, and you're also writing a business plan, which doesn't sound like uh, maybe that hard, but most of the people we know that fail and don't keep doing what they're doing is because they don't have a business plan. That hangs them up for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of profit loss stuff, a lot of a lot of math behind the, the end portion of the business plan that people send, tend to get hooked, you know, hung up on basically. And I don't know, there was a lot of whiskey involved, I can say that. <laughs> and a lot of long, long nights um, just in front of the computer and researching and getting all our figures down and everything. And uh, it, it, it was it just sort of steamrolled from there. I mean, we did a uh, we did the application process, so we got toned down from the first like I think there was 150 entries, went down to like a good 70. After that, we had to do we had to do a video submission. Uh, I'm that sure you can st- still find that around the web if you look for it. Oh, um, please don't look for it. <laughs> um, and we got selected from there to be into the final 10. And then the business plan was the very last portion. There was a small tasting and a public uh, public pitch sort of thing that we did and then the business plan was the final final one and we were one of four selected to get get access to that that's great will we know the other, the other yeah the other was rising storm they're down the street from us okay um really cool dudes um then there was um osb cider works in uh, Lake, lakeville right Dave? yes lakeville and then uh the last one was dublin corners um which they're they're a little ways away from here they're um, in linville linville yeah. close to york okay yep small town now Lake or uh, those two guys were open. OSB and um, Dublin Corners were already open. Rising Storm and us, we were we were still in the you know the planning stages basically of everything. That's cool. I just assumed it was a beer contest. Yeah, the way you started. But. They did get to taste our beer, but that definitely well, is not what won us the competition by any means. Yeah, there's so there's there's a, two, two components there. I, I guess it, going back a little bit in the story, I should ask how'd you how'd you guys meet each other? Like how how'd all the founders <laughs> meet? Like, Our wives are sisters. The wives are sisters. There you go. Yes. There you go. So you guys are yes. technically related. Technically related. Like by yes. marriage, brother-in-laws. Yeah. 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 Sort of. Yeah. I guess. His wife and my wife are sisters. So yeah. My yeah. brother-in-law. That counts. Confused. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Brothers-in-laws, <laughs> c- c- brewers. <laughs> yeah. We could drink together, and they really couldn't yell at us. Oh, so that's, so that's how it started. That you know, we could we could get together and drink. It was like, oh, I'm hanging out with my brother-in-law. Yeah. He can't get mad at me. <laughs> right. right. Oh my God. Come to think, I didn't even think about it that way. <laughs> so while you're doing the business plan, uh, while you're you know shopping beer around to different people, get some feedback. Yep. What, what did the sisters think? Did they think you're crazy for trying this. They or? were all in. They were oh. part of it from the beginning. They're so. beer drinkers. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Very cool about that. Um, definitely all in from the beginning they're they're part of it they're all they're both owners as well so you know um that that made a huge difference obviously because we decided to to go all in everybody and we had basically one rule that um we wouldn't let anything really govern the types of beer that we do so we would we would basically brew beer that we want to brew i mean when dave and i had first started brewing the only reason one of the main reasons we did was because we really couldn't get out to every line um, and every every release basically, so it was easier for us to get to to try to do it ourselves basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the big things. Well, I want to get into exactly how you guys you know decided to um, almost like the why question why you started the brewery, and we'll get to that right after this quick break. The good folks at Brew Bus Buffalo are proud to sponsor the podcast. It's an all inclusive VIP 
Beer Tasting Experience located right here in Western New York. So, Bill, I always ask you, what makes Brew Bus Buffalo a one-of-a-kind experience? Well, first of all, we can customize any tour for your group of 14 people or less. So if you have your favorite breweries, you have a birthday party or a specific date you want to go, we can make that happen for you. Yeah, and you know what, Bill, I've been on this a couple of times with you, and it is something special. You get to sometimes meet the brewery owners. We mm-hmm. we mentioned in this interview, you're waiting in lines sometimes for the best beer. There's no waiting in lines, and all your tastings are included, and that really makes this unique. Yeah, you can sit down. We, have, we always make sure the space is reserved ahead of time for you, and we work with the breweries to give you some special experiences along the way that you can't get if you just walked into these breweries. Absolutely. So if you're visiting the Buffalo area or Niagara Falls, check out Brew Bus Buffalo. And our listeners get $5 off when you book through their website, brewbusbuffalo.com. Just use promo code BEER5. That's B-E-E-R, the number five, to save $5 off your VIP brewery tour with Brew Bus Buffalo. And now, back to our interview. All right, so guys, whoever wants to take this one, um, a lot of people are going to tell you reasons to not do something. It costs too much. You're not going to make enough money. There's uh, too many hurdles. So, so let me ask you the, the question in the positive form. Um, why start your own brewery? Uh, it's, it's very scary to do, but at the end of the day, you, you can do creative things that you're not allowed to do in your normal 9-to-5 job. I never thought I'd be brewing beer or cleaning tanks or washing kegs or mopping floors as much as I do, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. So if you like those things, that'd be a great reason to start a brewery. I mean, Dave and Josh, they work like animals. They're like 70, 80 hours a week, and, you know, it's just insanity. Uh, And it's probably like pennies on the dollar that they make, but, you know, it's, it's that love. So if you've got that Absolutely. love and uh, and you want to do something creative, like Dave said, and uh, and have nothing bind you, again, that's one of the things that brought us together. Well, Dave and I had decided very early in the game that uh, nothing is going to be any limitations on what we want to do for beer. We're not going to have somebody come in and tell us that's too expensive or that's too much money or that's way too crazy. So it was whatever we're going to do with the beer, that comes first. Everything else will come later. The money will find you. The people will find you. The notoriety will find you. Whatever fame or whatever you're looking for, don't start by looking for it there. It will find you if you build a really good product. I mean, we used to think back in the day that you could, um, that location was everything uh, and that location meant you would have foot traffic and everything like that. And then we went and visited a little place called Hill Farmstead in the middle of freaking nowhere. And that changed at least my perspective on everything. And now here we are in a box in the middle of a cornfield <laughs> selling beers that we want to drink, basically. Um, so putting that positive spin on that, it's a, it's a great way to phrase the question, too, because all too often you do hear that negative side. But this gives us the freedom to do what we want to do, hopefully, and we can turn this into something for uh, maybe our kids to... To, to work on and hopefully fall in love with. So to get to this point, what uh, what were some of the struggles or biggest obstacles you had to get to the point where you can, we're here, brewing our own beer the way we want to do it? Well, there was a lot of struggles. Uh, Town of Avon didn't really feel like they wanted us here to begin with. They were scared. They just, they were really scared yeah. about it. Something new, something different, you know, we're in a farm town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we want to make beer. So that was different to them. Uh, and we're Avon's first brewery. Hopefully not their last, but their their first for first, sure. Yeah. So uh, wastewater was a big struggle. Yeah. Uh, we yeah we've 
I was, t- I was telling him earlier uh, um, that, yeah, we have a significant industrial user permit, which is the same permit that Jenny Brewhouse has with their 9 billion barrels that they make versus our little five-barrel system <laughs> over here. And they thought that that was really needed. We really needed that uh, to, to open up a brewery here, which is kind of cr- insanity for us. So. Well, it gives you a lot of room to grow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. So, yeah, that was that was definitely one of the big struggles. Um uh, I would say that uh, just timing and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of people talked about their, you know, is the craft bubble going to burst and you know everything like that. And we were just never really big proponents of that. I mean, we sort of followed everybody uh, the less the lesser road. Where if I can get somebody to drink a craft beer versus a a a, 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 a large scale beer like Budweiser or whatnot, mm-hmm. then that was a win. That was a win in our book. So. I think that's the right approach too. Is is craft beer will survive and thrive if uh, p- new people continue to to find you. If you give people a reason to switch, um, shouldn't be a problem because it's still uh, the it's still a minority when it comes to beer drinking. Oh, absolutely. We're nowhere as close to where Portland is at a fifty fifty, where for every craft beer being ordered, you have a uh, a macro beer being ordered. Mm-hmm. That's fifty fifty. And we could support many more breweries in this area and Monroe, Livingston, uh, surrounding counties to get to that point. Lots more. So, well, I've seen the pictures on Instagram of people waiting in line. You know, can't wait, can't like wait to get some you know, some beer in their hands. I'm so um, happy there wasn't a line when we got here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me ask you about that support from the community. I noticed that you guys had a successful Kickstarter campaign, yep. and not all of them are successful. Did that help lead you guys to get some of the initial equipment, or how, how would you say that helped? Kickstarter was awesome for us. It allowed us to get our fan base a little bit bigger out there. It allowed us to go straight into buying barrels, which was awesome. Uh, it allowed us to go straight in with um, kettle souring and uh, being able to help push fruit and stuff like that. And we just ordered uh, our cold side stuff, um, which is going to be great because it's going to allow us to basically... Um, adjunct those barrels over there and do some fun things with what's in those barrels which is really great Um, you can't necessarily do that with the equipment that some of the equipment that we have here already so that was huge and getting our getting support from Kickstarter and everybody like that uh, it really really came together at the end Um, but going back to the lines real quick we had a person in line the first day we opened and our fans are ride or die there's no other way I can possibly describe that than they are ride or die. They are supporters of ours. They have been with us for forever. We catch new ones, and they come here, and they get a taste of not the beer. I mean, we sell beer here, but we all, we're selling a little bit more than beer here as well. We want them to feel part of something bigger, part of something special, and I think that we've been delivering that, and that is what is bringing people to us, really. I mean... Everything you see here, we built with our, our own two hands, basically. Um, and thank God for our backgrounds, and Dave's, mine's, Josh's, um, and, and other our other partners as well. So being able to do that. So, yeah, we, we owe so much to our fans. Tell us a little bit more about the, what you just said with the space here, because you mentioned earlier we're, you're in a box in a cornfield. <laughs> and I get it after you, you, you talked a little off the air with us after looking around, but when you walk in here, it doesn't look like a box. 
So tell us a little bit about how you built it out and, and, and made it look right like there. a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was, it was trying because, you know, we, we had an idea. We didn't hire an architect to lay it out for us. Uh, Paul, I learned SketchUp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Paul was making, like, huge circles. Okay, we're going to have a tank here, a tank here, a tank here, a tank here, and so on. And then we just kind of, like, built the rest of it around the brew house. I mean, it was, it's it's hard to tell, but there was just a little tiny 8 by 13 box here, and then we bumped it out, we built our cooler, we built the office space upstairs. Uh, yeah, uh, upstairs. There was no upstairs. There right, upstairs. right. There so you nothing. built the stairs and then <laughs> yeah, built the upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> we Hoisted were, them up with like four or five guys. We yeah. were going to have a little, like, another room back behind us here where you could have a bar top and you can go in there and have drinks and just have merch on the wall. But then one of our other partners decided, well, hey, why don't we just build a separate room here? And it worked out great. It's kind of a, a focal point with the Galaxy mm-hmm. artwork on there. And, uh, yeah, Aubrey, Aubrey Romer, just to give her a quick plug, she is an uh, artist out of Brooklyn, a friend of uh, Dave's family, basically, Dave and Missy's family. Um, and uh, she's, she was out of Brooklyn. She's uh, really amazing at spray paint, and we begged her while she was doing a mural for City of Rochester to come in and do our mural over the course of, um, over the course of a few days. Uh, and it just, uh, wow, we were, we were completely blown away by it. That's painted? Yeah, it's, yeah, all, it's spray all spray paint. paint yeah. Yep. Wow, and she's yeah. five foot tall, and <laughs> and she just went after it. That's amazing. During uh, during her spray painting, uh, you probably only get maybe a few of these moments in your life where you realize you are exactly where you're supposed to be at the exact right moment. Uh, Aubrey's painting the mural. I'm working with my pops on the bar. We're welding it up. We're working on that. Dave is framing something out. Our in-laws are painting. David Bowie's Starman comes on the radio, <laughs> and I looked up and literally just realized that um, we're exactly where we're supposed to be, and this is where the universe needs us right now. Everything clicked perfectly. I really only think you get a few of those moments in your life, but it told me that we were on the right path. So, so let's let's keep that movie moment going. That, <laughs> that, that the song's playing; it's a montage. It sort of yeah. fades to black, and flash forward to that. That first day when you're about to open the doors, oh you're like guys, this God. is it. Oh, Especially for people who don't know, you know what were the, what's the first few days, first few weeks, first few months been like? Tell them about uh, our opening photograph. Oh, so we're big fans of Jane and Silent Bob. Yeah, yeah. So I shaved my head, got a wig, dressed <laughs> up as Jay, and he got the trench coat on. Wait, and wait, was... you shaved your head and got a wig? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. To be so to be uh, Jay, yeah. so I could be Jay. You okay. know, shave my face, shave my head. And, and if you guys are familiar with Clerks at all, we we hung a sign outside there that says, "I assure you that we're open." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Dave and I posed outside for some photos the day before oh that we God. were open. Jedi mind tricks, everything. We're wearing sweatpants, <laughs> hoodies. I can totally coats. see it right like now, especially with the facial hair gone or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was it was intense. It was awesome. But uh, no, we, we didn't really know what to expect. I mean, we knew we wanted to, you know, have people come in, obviously. Otherwise, we're going to be in big <laughs> trouble. But, uh, you know, when we started out, all the owners were behind the bar. You know, Josh's uh, girlfriend would come in and help out. You know, all hands on deck. And, and yeah. we thought, oh, 30 people, this is great. It's so busy right now. <laughs> and then we get lines of, you know, I, I think the first can release we did, we had like 140 people in yeah. line, and it's just mind-blowing. Now, like, 30 or 40 people is slow. <laughs> well, like, capacity here is what? Like, 
four, 49, yeah. give or take. So, I mean, yeah, do you, yeah. you got a, like a bouncer at the door? Hey, two, um, two in, yeah, two we, out? We yeah. do our best. Yeah, we oh, do our yeah. best. Yeah. Uh, and town's been pretty cool with us on that stuff. We have an outdoor area out there that we've got approved. So that uh, people go out there and when it's nice out, if we do get nice weather. Well, you guys are from Buffalo, so you should know. It's coming. It's coming at yeah. some point. Then it'll go away. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about those epic can sales. You got these people lining up. It's like cold. It's it could be like hours before your opening. Um, when we were talking off mic, I mentioned that um, some of the other brewers we talk about they have some success. They've been accused of things like uh, withholding supply. They're they're creating a crowd by like not making as much beer as they possibly can so <laughs> can you talk a little bit hey, about they just they just said you're not working enough hours <laughs> i wish can you i talk? wish i yeah. brew more beer i mean yeah that's our that's our favorite one why, yeah. don't, why don't you guys brew more beer have you considered be, brewing more have you beer? considered brewing yes. more beer so yeah. it's obviously <laughs> not true at all oh my god but i got holes on the tap room board right now that we uh, just we can't keep up. We emptied a tank this morning, and we're going to fill it Monday, and then we're going to transfer probably Sunday, and then we'll fill that one on Tuesday. So basically, it's, the day we empty it, the next day is brew day. So you should tell them, like, have you thought about drinking less? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we don't want that to happen. No, that's true. You don't want that either. <laughs> well, no, we, we typically do sell out of most of our stuff. Yeah. We've been crowlering. Uh, that's our main delivery of to-go beer right now Mm -hmm. Uh, we crawler for thursdays and we crawler for sundays basically so we're at least twice a week we're usually doing 300 plus crawlers a week which is insanity because a crawler takes about three minutes to to four minutes to Mm -hmm. do from start to finish rolling it sanitizing it writing on it filling it seaming it washing it selling it all yeah. of those things versus like a mobile canning. We've done a couple mobile can releases so far. We would love to do more, but we don't have the tanks for it yet. Mm-hmm. Yet. Mm-hmm. We're working on fixing that and getting some more tanks, so hopefully we could do a few more mobile can releases. Maybe one a month would be awesome for us. Yeah, we're um, thinking a lot about brewing more beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you, get to, when you get down to the nitty-gritty, I mean, it's, it's self-explanatory. You're working, like you said, 80 hours a week. Yeah. Um, but what people see from the outside is a crowd, and then nothing yeah. attracts a crowd like a crowd, so then more people yeah. start lining mm-hmm. up, right. and then they start asking you, you know, can you, can you open a little earlier? Oh, uh, we, get, we get that. You know, like, yeah. hey, can, can you save me some beer? I'm driving in yeah. after work. And it's, it's a lot of logistical headaches. That's but. tough, yeah. There was, a, there was a point where I was considering leaving social media. Uh, who knows? We'll see what happens with that. But a lot of people ask for that stuff. And you just, you just really can't deliver like that to, to people. I mean, it's, it, it hurts, your, um, it hurts your, your normal fan base, too. And it's like... Uh, Boy, we're we're really trying to do our best here, trying to figure this out because we are in our infancy. We're only six months open. Yeah. I mean, which is crazy to think that we're at this point already, um, just from brewing beers that that we want to drink, basically. Um, so, uh, like I said, I, I hope that we can at one point meet the demands of uh, of everybody that want our beer. I really do. That is definitely on our list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on, the, on that never-ending to-do list. But, right. You know, we we've talked to other people who have this um, this attraction, this like popularity. They, they they kind of phrased it differently. They said if you got a favorite pizza place in New York, you can't you can't get that slice of pizza every single day just because you want it. And sometimes you got to go to New York and you got to wait for them to open just to get that slice of pizza. So in some ways, they just got to respect you guys are working your butts off and when you're open you're open and you're going to sell out of all your beer and i'm pretty sure there's some plans that we can talk about in a little while um for for the future expansion 
collaboration. I don't know if you want to dive Oh, yeah. I want yeah. to know a little bit more about the collaborations that you've done and, uh, and how they've helped. And, oh, that's a good one. That's and good what question. you've learned from all of that. The, the two people that we've done, well, three people we've done collaborations with, will be Swiftwater. They're, they're great guys down there. You know, we met Andy at homebrew meetings six, seven years ago, and he was one of a few people in the community that would actually, like, you have a question, you give us a call, you know. Oh, and let me tell you, you have questions. When you're oh, yeah. starting up a brewery, oh, wow. you have a lot of questions, and very few people would help us. We asked for help from multiple people, and we didn't necessarily receive it. Um, but the people that really helped us out, like like Dave was saying, like Andy from so far, like Ben Meso from Prison City, we really wanted to work with those guys first. We consider those guys friends of ours, basically, mm-hmm. and helped us through some really tough times when we were trying to figure stuff out. Um, and then we did one also with Beer Tree, um, which is new to new to us. They've been open for about a year now, a little over a year. Um, they came in and visited us, what, Dave, over the summer, right? Yeah, it was like their second or third week open. And yeah. They just stopped in, like, hey, how's it going? Brought us some beer, sat down, shot the shit. They seemed like really great people. And Josh and I went and visited them over over where they are in uh, Port Crane okay. near Binghamton. And then we just sort of hit it off from there. It was a very uh, organic and natural type thing. Nothing was forced. It was like, hey, let's just uh, let's do a beer together. And we did the uh, Neapolitan Shake, which is... Uh, uh, you know, Neapolitan like milk, imperial milk stout with uh, with all those fun ice cream flavors. <laughs> Felt like two new students at a new school. Yeah, there you go. Sitting at the, the lunch table together, <laughs> trading fruit. Yeah, hey, listen, you can only have so much fruit until you need more fruit. Well, that, that's what I was wondering. It's like you're the new kids on the block if you're if you're seeking out, you know, if you're seeking out those relationships or if they're coming organically, and it sounds like the answer is a little bit of both. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've been approached by other people, and we'd love to work with more people, but we're we're so slammed with time. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the one commodity that we really don't have enough of. I mean, well, that and beer, obviously, but <laughs> uh, definitely not enough time. Um, and between Josh and Dave and myself uh, just working tons and tons of hours, it's it's hard to get and find that time. Uh, I mean, we try to make time for whatever we can do, but it's... Well, thanks for talking to us. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you guys are busy. Appreciate it. Well, we always like to ask about the future, and I just feel like it's an unfair question to ask, (laughs) but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I know, um, you know, friends of mine are asking, when are you going to fill growlers, and we talked about that, too, but it seems like everyone is opening a second or third location, or, um, you know, I see, like, you guys aren't taking up, you know, this whole building, maybe expanding next door. So, you know, what's the future look like for Mortellus? You really want them to move next door. We would, <laughs> second time you we would, we would absolutely love to have our own building. There you okay, go. Okay, that's, that's a big deal for us. I mean, we're paying, we pay rent here. Uh, I pay rent here, man. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but we, we'd really love to dump all of our hard work, our, all of our labor, all of our, all of our skills into our own building. Um, that would be something we would consider, but... You know, we also need to uh, we need to appease uh, the masses here and try to expand a little bit as well, um, and order some more tanks. I think to at least get more beer out and you know get get our message out there a little bit further. Um, there's been next door has been um, a little bit of a roller coaster. It's been open, it's been closed. They found a tenant, they haven't found a tenant. So it's it's kind of like eh, I don't know what we're going to do with that necessarily. Sure. But we're just trying to make the most out of our space right now, and I think we're we're comfortable here right now. Um, and, and just plugging along, doing what we want to do, and hopefully growing our brand and uh, 
and getting that message a little further, basically. Yeah. Um, I always like to say, when we build a brewery, we'll do it this way. <laughs> uh, even even though we've already been open, so yeah, right. So we if, do say that a lot. Yeah. We do say that a lot. And if we, you buy the equipment, you buy new tanks or bigger tanks, they're yours. You can take them with you when correct. you go. Oh yeah, so, yes, exactly. Yeah. That is a lot of the time and effort you put into here isn't going to come with you, but those that can. Yeah. All right. Well, what about advice? Anybody else that's uh, maybe a few years behind you guys, or maybe looking to start something of their own? Execute the business plan extremely well. Paul did a great job of wrapping up every loose end on that thing. Thanks, buddy. And uh, take your time. Don't be afraid to dump beer down the drain. Ah, there's a good one. Actually, that's... There's a good one uh, right there. Yeah, and... We've dumped our fair share of batches. That is for darn sure. Uh, don't just give it to friends and family, man. The, the random yeah. stranger you're going to meet is going to be the guy that really knows... Uh, what he wants to taste. Yeah, not, he won't, he won't be. Af- yeah, he won't be afraid to tell you if you suck or not. So <laughs> yeah, we we definitely have some fun comments on uh, on Untap now. That's for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> this sour IPA. It, I, I don't like sours. It, it literally says sour IPA. I'm right going to try your coffee stout, but I don't like coffee. Oh sweet! Make That's sure awesome. you rate it. That'd be yes, awesome. Yes, please. <laughs> please rate yeah. it. It's a it's a double edged sword. I mean, it the, really you know, is. all the, the the ratings get you noticed a little bit, but yep. then I know how it is. You, you read the one or two that are just you never like, look at the the, no, the five star. You no, it's like that. you said with the friends and family. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, it's like well, thanks for the compliment, but yeah. look at what this guy said. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. like sours. There's there's a brewery somewhere that was posting. They would print them out. I think it might have been in San Diego, where they yes. would print out the Very bad cool. reviews Very and cool. put them up and uh, like enlarge That's them. That's sort of cool, but it also promotes like negativity yeah, and we we talked about that because that that's good for them uh and that's that's a fun idea it's, it's fun. but i don't we really don't want to promote negativity here we want to promote positivity i mean the whole concept of mortalis where we were all funded upon basically is that the uh mortalis is the latin word for mortal okay and we believe very strongly here that beer in general is more about human connection than anything else and what better way to forge a connection or a relationship or getting to know somebody than over a glass of beer. So it sort of all comes full circle uh, and that we're, we're really not alone and just promoting that positivity. Sorry, didn't mean to steal the moment there. No, I'm an English <laughs> major. I feel so terrible it's, it's for like asking the, the question. Uh, <laughs> like the lesson and the moral of it all. Yeah. Any other future plans you guys are excited about? Uh, yeah, we, we just actually got back from a tap takeover in Brooklyn with our new neighbor's other half. Um, That's right. They were really cool with us. They invited down Fifth Frame, uh, Naked Dove, Prison City, and Mortalis. And uh, we sold out of all our beer in Brooklyn on a Sunday, and we had our fans come down there. There were people wearing Mortalis shirts, uh, just coming down to see us, which is like seeing your your beer up on there with other half, who is you know obviously heroes of ours. These guys are the IPA kings, basically of this area in our in our opinion. And uh, seeing your your beer up there with theirs is mind blowing. I took as many photos as I possibly could, uh, <laughs> sent them to as many friends and family as I could. So we got invited to that. We did that. We crushed that. Um, it was a ton of fun. Um, and then we got a couple of calls from um, some other places. We're actually going down to Florida uh, to pour during Tampa Bay Beer Week um, with uh, or Tampa Beer Week with um, Garages Meadery. Uh, we're big fans of them. We met some people at Extreme Beer Fest. Um, they hooked us up with Garages Meadery, and we're one of like four or five breweries that are going to go pour down during uh, Magnum Palooza Day that they do down there uh, with its tons of mead. I'm sure they'll be looking for our 
10% stouts when they're mm-hmm. done drinking their 15% <laughs> fruited meads. So it'll be a light refresher, a nice pilsner uh, to help them. That's all I drink. So. <laughs> yeah. What's that, mead? Uh, no, the, the uh, 10% stouts. <laughs> I know. Oh, perfect. He's knock us on our ass. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're going down there, and we'll, we'll try to meet some other people down there, which would be a ton of fun. Holmes, uh, which is a brewery out of um, uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Michigan. Ann Arbor, Michigan, invited us to do something for ALS, for a festival that they host down there. Uh, we've actually got a couple of our own festivals in mind, too, here um, that we'll be planning throughout the year. We definitely want to do something fun with Andy at Swiftwater. We think we have just the thing in mind for summertime, and we're already starting to plan our one-year anniversary. I know. I was just about to ask. I mean, it's you know still six months away, but oh, you got to start sometime. We, yeah. we did a we did a beer's giving event mm-hmm. in um, um, uh, Black, On Black Friday. Black Friday, right? It was extremely successful. We sold out of both sessions in like seconds. Um, because of our capacity, it was really small, mm-hmm. but it was extremely successful. We, um, we had an amazing time, um, and we were surrounded by a lot of love, definitely that day, which was really cool. So we're hoping to make our anniversary party even bigger, even better, and probably at another location that can house the amount of people that we want to house. Um, so we're looking at, hopefully, knock on wood, we're looking at like August 10th for that. Uh, which is the one year to date that we are open, basically. Is that something you might be able to do outside here? Because you do have a lot of space around here. Yeah, around it's, just, here. Um, it's just as far as permits go and whatnot, we're sort of looking for a place that is going to have... Already have the... Yeah, has a, a lot of that stuff in place. Makes sense. Yep. Well, guys, I'm excited for it. Like, a lot of times when we talk to people, Bill, they've been doing this, you know, five years, ten years, and uh, <laughs> we're talking about celebrating the one-year anniversary in six months from now. So, you know, hats off to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Congratulations. Thank you, Thank you guys so um, much for that. Because, Hard work pays off. Man. Yeah, it really does. So maybe one more time, can you remind people where to go online to find out a little bit more about uh, what you guys are doing here? Google. <laughs> Mortalisbrewing.com. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Hashtag, what are your hours? Uh, yeah. <laughs> or just call Josh. He'll tell you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah Call yeah. Josh. Uh, oh, he loves that. <laughs> we'll find him, find him near a cliff soon if we do that. Please don't. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thanks for doing the show. Awesome. Thank you, yeah, thank thank you, you guys. guys for coming in. Mortalis Brewing Company. Well, that's fun. Yeah, Bill. It's always good to actually go to the breweries. And we have some beer. Yep, got some fresh crawlers to crack mm-hmm. open after after we're done recording here, and you know, like like we wanted to get to the bottom of this story in the beginning. We said in the intro, they are thriving. Yeah, they are they are on fire. They've been supported by friends, mm-hmm. uh, by family, and they've been embraced by the community, and and they're giving that same love right back. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a nice. It's a it's an interesting place. I always like when you go into a brewery and uh, you are in the actual brewery area. You see the tanks right behind you when right. you're when you're there. So. Yeah, and it's worth the trip. And there are a handful of other breweries, too. You, If you're looking to make the trip out there or you're coming from the Syracuse area. We should post some. New York City. Yeah, you know, you don't just stop by one. You know, make, make a day of it and, uh, and and be sure to put Mortalis on your list. Maybe we'll drive the bus out there. Oh, yeah, let's do that. That's going to be great. Well, reminder to you that if you know somebody with a fascinating story like, uh, like the guys at Mortalis, then uh, send it our way on our website, guystellingstories.com. We've got our new Suggest a Story form, and we love it when people send us suggestions, so check that out online. Don't suggest yourself. <laughs> no, you got to suggest somebody else, though. 
I'm gonna fill one out. Yeah, Rich, you should talk. You, to, you should yeah. talk to me sometime. I, I well, you've got a pretty. <laughs> we have done that. We have done that. Actually. <laughs> oh boy! And if you're new to the show, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Bill. Let's crack open these crawlers. Okay. As always, I'm Rich Douglas. Bill Easton. Until next time. <laughs>